welcome back to We Love Lucy. I am Allison Werma. I'm Corinne Eckhart. And I'm Molly Lyons. So what are we talking about today? Because we're getting real. It's just the three of us. Very intimate. It's super intimate. We're just here. We're truth tellers. We are truth tellers. Oh, speaking of. I consider myself a very honest person. You know why? Because Catholic guilt. (laughs) That's the one thing I got from Catholic high school. So today we're going to talk about Lucy Tells the Truth. Yes. Parentheses for once. (laughs) It aired November 9th, 1953. Lucy vows to tell the truth for 24 hours. That is what happened, my friends. Did she or did she not? Struggles. So this was based on a My Favorite Husband episode called The Absolute Truth. I feel like we've definitely seen similar stuff like this like bets especially i love a good old-fashioned bet mm-hmm. you know what the whole premise of this reminded me of a film called liar liar oh a little little film a little feature. an indie film <laughs> so i think jim carrey actually really when you think about it, his physical comedy is not that far off from lucille ball jim carrey we see you we know <laughs> you are lucy you're stealing we get it <laughs> the idea of just being forced to tell the absolute truth yeah. For a finite period of time. Very interesting. Can we also backtrack? Because I say I'm a very honest person. I do think I'm an honest person in a lot of things, but there are also times, and you might disagree with I think there are definitely times where white lies oh, yeah. are, appropriate. Are, are appropriate and perhaps encouraged. That's what the entire storyline of her being with the girls mm-hmm. is like. You know, when you want to be supportive of your friends, if you don't like their furniture or their clothing. Why do you look at me when you say you don't like their furniture or their clothing? <laughs> Corinne. You're sitting across from me. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Guys. Do you not like my old navy jumpsuit? I do. This I've is, said it before. It's the best thing I've ever owned. The real world, I love Lucy. <laughs> it's like when people stop being polite and start getting real. I'm reminded of something my mother used to say to me all the time, which is you don't have anything nice to say. Mm-hmm. You yeah. don't have to say anything at all. So you can just choose to not say things sometimes, mm-hmm. which is not an idea that Lucy's super familiar with. It's no. Just not saying things. Yep. Although in this case, her, and we'll talk about it, but her hand was kind of forced. She was definitely being taken advantage of. <laughs> so we start out. The four are in the living room. They've and just had dinner. Yes. And they're talking about show business. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Lucy's bored because she has nothing to contribute. Yeah. They're telling stories about their vaudeville days, Ethel and Fred. Right. And it leaves Lucy feeling left out. She's bored. I've been the person who's been left out of the conversation for sure. Especially with my dad and my brothers. They talk very specific business things that I have no idea what they're talking about. But then I think about the fact that most of my friends and I, we all work in entertainment. And when there is a person who doesn't work in entertainment, there are we start talking about it. I'm like, oh, that kind of sucks. And I don't like putting people in that situation. Totally. But also you can tell that she's used to being the center of a conversation. Mm-hmm. So it's especially hard for her mm-hmm. for other people to be telling fun stories and enjoying themselves. And she doesn't know how to engage. They're also talking about what she wants to do, which right. is she wants to have stories to share and she wants yeah. to have things to share. Ricky won't let her be in the show. So Ethel says, like a good friend, we're leaving Lucy out of this. We should change the subject. Great. And Lucy's like, what are you talking about? I have a ton of experience in this. I was in Oklahoma, the musical. (laughs) Musical comedy. Tulsa? (laughs) When they try and call her up, she's like, no, I was in Tulsa once for two weeks. (laughs) She just makes stuff up. And it's funny because she does it with people who know her quite well and so know exactly when she's lying. Yeah. But she does it anyway. But it does make me think of how often do you think, or how much do you think she's confused Ricky over the years Mm. about her past when he didn't know her? She might be the original scammer (laughs) before Anna Delvey, the (laughs) fake German heiress, or Joanne the scammer. Or Mrs. Hansen from the restaurant. True. 
She's taking notes. <laughs> they call her out on fibbing. Mm-hmm. Right. And then flowers arrive because she's told a small lie about how Ricky sprained his ankle. And that's why her and Ricky couldn't get dinner with another couple tonight. There were a lot of other lies they could have told. Right. Also, without going into too many specifics, you can be like, oh, sorry, we have plans that night. Right. That's Something not came hard up. to say. Unless like, it canceled last minute and they just wanted to have the Mertzes over instead. Yeah. It really reminded me of, have you ever seen that Will and Grace episode where Will and Grace lied to their friends Rob and Ellen because they want to hang out with a cool younger couple and they say that Will's sick and then Rob and Ellen show up with soup with soup for Will and then he has to pretend to be sick and they're hiding the younger couple from Rob and Ellen. It's very Lucy and very physical comedy-esque. Similarly, so I've been watching Jane the Virgin for the first time because I watched the first season and I stopped and now I'm on season three and it is very delightful. But when Jane first meets Michael, he asks her out the next day, but the guy she's had a crush on for the past year asks her out for that night. And she's just like, I've been wanting to do this for a year. I have to go see him. So she tells Michael that she's sick. So later that night, she's leaving to go with the guy on a date. And then Michael pulls up and he has soup. And then he sees her in the car with him, but Michael's a cop. So he follows behind her and her date going out and pulls them over for headlights or some shit. And then he asks Jane to get out of the vehicle and the guy to stay in. And then he's just like, why did you lie to me? And he was like, I was trying to bring you soup. Aww. And it was so sweet. Oh my gosh. I want a man to bring me soup. Jane, you Perfect. trash woman. <laughs> I, I know that. She's always caught in love triangle. How does everyone on television get caught in a fucking love triangle? And I can't even have a point A to point B with yeah, someone. Yeah, it's unrelatable content. <laughs> Truthfully. Truly, it's like me. It's like we're on two different dots on two very different planes. There is no I mean, I feel like I'm formed. in a complicated love triangle between me, dairy, and gluten. But that's a different story. Yeah. <laughs> so they all razz on Lucy for lying and how she has to tell lies and can't stop lying. And then they make a bet with her and they try to make it easy. $100 to not lie for 24 hours. Mm -hmm. Can she do it? And then she commits to it. And as soon as she does, Ethel's like, I can't wait to see you tomorrow because we're playing bridge with the ladies. Right. Like Caroline. I know. It was so weird that she was like, I can't not lie if I'm seeing women. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right? I thought that was a weird commentary on how women behave with one another. Yeah. Like, I could tell the truth to men all the time. Girl, you don't. You lie to Ricky all the time. (laughs) Well, and then her immediate response is like, oh, well, I'll cancel. I'll just call her and tell her I'm sick. I know, and she almost loses it right away. You know what she could have done? She could have called and said, I can't make it to bridge anymore. You don't necessarily have to. Right. She found a lot of clever workarounds mm-hmm. as the episode progresses. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised she didn't think of that one. Right. Yeah, it could be, I can't make it anymore. Right. I have other plans. And it could be other plans that she's just made. You know, what like, there are ways like, around it. My plan's changed. I'm no longer available. Or what if she was like, I've made a bet and I need to do something, you know? Like, so ominous. I know. <laughs> <laughs> There's something. I need to take care of tomorrow <laughs> afternoon. Don't ask me any questions. <laughs> I mean, no gambling. <laughs> so we get that great Instagramable gif moment of her being like, eee. Oh yeah, it was a really good spiders. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. For sure. And then she also decides to get in one last fib before the 24 hours starts. And she says that she used to date Cary Grant. <laughs> she remembers when he asked her to marry him. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what it was. You know, it's like right before you go on a diet, you have the little binge day. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Always I'm going to start tomorrow. Always I'm going to start tomorrow. And it starts at 8 p.m. 
that night and she has to go till 8 p.m. the next day. Correct. Which is not even 24 hours. You know, you're sleeping for some of that. That's true. I tell lies in my sleep. My dreams tell lies. <laughs> lying in bed, lying in bed. You know what I mean? Lane line. <laughs> um, so the next day we're at Bridge. I will say Caroline's home. Besides the art, I really liked the furniture. Yeah. yeah. It was very chic and it was a very open space. Kind of reminded me of Mad Men mm. vibes. I mean, She's it's just ahead of her time. Yeah, but it, the Chinese art was... A little cultural appropriating. Yeah, but it was the 50s. They were not they aware of the know. term at the time. Right. They didn't know. We've seen Carolyn Appleton before. We have. She's played by Doris Singleton. Woo! That's me. Go. Singleton. <laughs> And she takes their coats, and Ethel and Lucy make faces at each other about the furniture. Can we also discuss Lucy's coat? Mm. Amazing, like peplum on it. It looks kind of like Dior new look. Mm-hmm. Very gorgeous. Yes. Very. This amazing. is where I feel, though, she made her first misstep. Yes. If Ethel was baiting her, if she had just said nothing and right. thought it, she would have been golden. But I she know. had to take the bait yeah. and start throwing shade. And so Ethel was given the opportunity to say specifically, why don't you tell Carolyn what you just told me about the furniture? And she had said when Carolyn was in the other room, she's like, it looks like a bad dream you'd have after eating too much Chinese food. Which is great. Hilarious. Yeah. But also so savage. Yeah, so savage. Well, and also, this is where, again, I feel like the comedy would have been even more heightened to see it in color. Because I bet there was yeah, like a lot of just so much yeah. happening. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, beside the cultural appropriation of the art, I was like, the furniture looks good. Looks yeah. Cool. But it might have been yeah. like vomit green. We don't right. know. Or just too many colors yep. clashing. So, Carolyn, she first says, when I was like, Lucy, what did you say? She's like, I said it looks like a dream. Right. So she was stepping lightly. Mm-hmm. And but. then she tries to start the bridge game and Ethel's like, uh, there are four wait. people. Yeah. And then the other lady comes in. Oh my God, with her accessory that she's just purchased. Yes. Marion. Marion. So this is the second appearance of three from Shirley Mitchell who plays Marion Strong. Right. And it's her most memorable, most fans remember it because of her cackling laugh. Yes. Which kind of reminded me of, have you guys ever seen White Christmas? You know, there's the one girl, she's mutual, I'm sure. And she has the very distinct voice. She kind of just reminded me of this character with a distinct laugh. Or like Lena Lamont from Singing in the Rain. I thought her laugh was noticeable earlier in the scene before Lucy calls it out. And then once she says, you cackle and I've been waiting for you to hatch that egg or whatever, (laughs) which is so dark. And then I was like, oh, this has a place. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise it was pretty distracting. Oh yeah. You know how I notice my cackles is when I edit an episode of this podcast. True. <laughs> I like the hat. I was here for it. It's a choice. Yeah, I liked it. It's better than some of the hats we've seen at some of the royal weddings. True. Also, I love a bold hat. We don't get that anymore. So it's very fun for right. me to live vicariously through a fancy hat. Well, yeah. and now they're all ganging up on her too, because Carolyn and Ethel have conspired to make Lucy answer the question of what she thinks of the hat. But you know what that means? It means that Ethel and Carolyn also don't like the hat and they know that Lucy will say it because she has to tell the truth. It's rude to Lucy and it's also rude to the person who will be getting the cold hard truth. Yeah. It makes me think, do all of Lucy's friends know that she talks about everyone behind their back? I think all of them talk about each other behind their backs. So they assume that if they were forced to tell the truth, they would have to say 
say horrible things. Right. So they're just turning it around on Lucy because she's but it subject. It shouldn't stuff. be a surprise to any of them that because they've probably heard Lucy throw shade at everyone. Yeah. So it shouldn't be surprising to them that Lucy is capable of this. She's cutting. Well, and also she just gets a free pass once they're all aware of the fact that she doesn't have a filter. She's able to just be like these cards are terrible and why don't yeah. we buy a new deck and please stop cackling and yeah. she's able to just utterly savage everybody and not get any blowback yeah. because it's almost not her fault. Yeah. And it's probably pretty freeing though I just feel like it, she goes unnecessarily far. Where, like, yeah. yeah. You can just like, not say anything. Right. Nobody but, asks. But I do love that she says to Caroline you shouldn't keep score. And Caroline let someone else keep score this week. You cheat. <laughs> I usually am on your team, so I don't care, but... <laughs> I did like that last part of it. Also, they ask her her age, her weight, and her oh, yeah. color. She's obviously not 33 in real life. So, so she, she was actually 42, and they said consistently throughout the series, Lucy's always 10 years younger than Lucille was. Let's bring that back on TV. Now it's like women are 33, and they're playing Moms. middle-aged ladies, and you're like, wait, what? I'm 19. That's how old I am in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So then she gets back to the house, and Fred and Ricky are there. And With the baby. Yeah. Baby. Can, okay, another Jane the Virgin reference is... Babies. Babies. Well, it's... I don't see on TV now babies so prominently featured as Mateo is on Jane the Virgin, and he is cute. They do also some of the similar, you know, we always say the glamour shots of <laughs> little Ricky where it's just so close-up. They do that of Mateo, too, and I'm just like, oh, he's so cute. So the girls come in, and Ethel tells them how Lucy told the truth the entire game. And she's a little worried, because she's like, I thought we were going to get her there. Yeah, and she's also like, it's hard to hear the truth, mm. because Lucy can be cruel. Yeah. Cruel intentions. So Lucy, provoked, calls Fred a tightwad. Yeah, she was like, why don't you buy Ethel a new dress once in a while? If you weren't a tightwad, she, would, she wouldn't have to go around looking so tacky. Ethel tacky. That's Ethel's, so rude. What? I don't think Ethel looks tacky at all. I think she looks like simple Rumpy. yeah but nothing like restrained I, tacky i think is garish and but or, I like think, poorly made or yeah if we remember the behind the scenes at the beginning of the show lucille ball insisted that ethel's costumes were frumpy yeah because yeah. she didn't want vivian outshining her girl you created this mess yeah, yeah. Yeah. Again, I guess it's funny, but it just was so unnecessary. Yeah. I guess she was just mad that they had put her in this tight spot. And yeah. She was trying to punish them. And then it turns to Ricky. But yeah, I'm also all about dishing it out to Fred, always. Yes. <laughs> Treat Ethel better. Yeah. No, I'm here for that. We Justice for Ethel. <laughs> Justice for Ethel. So she first calls Ricky the most handsome, most talented, most fabulous. Most wonderful husband. Yeah. Man in the world. Which is cute because it's the truth and that's what she really thinks. But, I mean, if you're going to take your sugar, you got to take your medicine. <laughs> so the medicine is that she calls Ricky stubborn and a coward. Ooh. Why? And a hamish. Hamish. Hamish bulls? <laughs> yeah. Hamish like he's a ham. And why is he a coward? Because if she was given half a chance at a career, she would be the star. She has is more talent in her little finger than most people do. Ugh, but does she have more than Ricky? I don't think so. She Not is Peter. very confident. What if Peter's been talented? <laughs> she certainly, she has 
timing and Lucille Ball is talented, but Lucille Ricardo is not. Ricardo. But we don't know. We've never had the opportunity she's, to really see her. Well, she's not. We know she can't sing. She can sing. We know that. But neither can Lucille Ball. You know who I keep imagining she would be like is that SNL sketch where Kristen Wiig is supposed to be singing. It's like her. Don't make me sing. Exactly. She's like, where she's like, I don't know where to, I missed it. I don't know where to come in. I don't. <laughs> and Six, keep going. No. Now. Yeah, I don't know when to come in. No. Okay. Don't make me sing. And two, three, four, and one, two. I missed it. She just like doesn't know how to start, and that's how I imagine Lucy would be on stage. Uh, she'd be like, "Oh, I missed it. I don't know where I'm supposed. Am I? Oh, am I supposed to go?" Like, Kristen Wiig is such a modern Lucy oh, too. Yeah, like very sure. physical and very much gets into characters. Loves a wig. Loves a wig. But is now getting into dramatic work. It's true. She's versatile. So there's a casting call that Ricky's helping run later that day, and he offers to let Lucy's finger audition. <laughs> She's like, what is she going to do? Is she going to sing? Is she going to dance? She draws a smiley face on it. Oh, she should. The casting director is played by Charles Lane. He just gave that classic disgruntled man vibe that I'm like, this feels like we've seen you before. I feel like every man in the 50s looked like that. <laughs> right? Well, and I have to say, low-key star of the episode for me is the woman who auditioned before Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> Mercedes Minch, played by Dorothy Lloyd. So the actress actually contributed to Animal's voices for children's recordings. Yes, she did. Oh, what a talent. Why can't they cast real animal actors? <laughs> Representation I, matters. It was so crazy. I wonder if they wrote that in and then looked for someone who had that skill or if they were just like, Something with weird. weird skill. I bet they just like somebody knew her. Yeah, like, she could have been a friend. It. She has a little. She can do this. But it was just Here's so bizarre. And I thought it was just the joke was gonna be at the bottom of her resume. It was just like special skills include singing like a chicken, and that was gonna be the end of it. And then when she sang an entire song like a chicken, I was like, this is so weird. And I love <laughs> it. Like they just went balls deep on this joke. And the audience loved it. Yeah. I was here for it. They clapped after she finished singing as she exited the stage. Yeah. There was like fan favorite. It felt yeah. like an alt comedy bit, like in 1950. Yeah, totally. It's, it's like, like, what's the weirdest thing we can do here? We'll just have an old woman sing like a chicken. <laughs> is that the role? And I was like, is Lucy going to oh, yeah. have to sing like a chicken oh, that too? Great. That's what I thought. She was going to have to cluck. She probably would have been good at Actually, it. I would have yeah. loved that. This was just an open cattle call of a variety show. Yeah, because the professor guy certainly didn't have any animal sounds. No, he did not. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> they go to interview Lucy after the chicken lady. <laughs> also, I noticed that everyone's resume was on an index card. Like a business card. So does the line not extend to the resume? Because the list, here's the list of roles that she has had. Singer, dancer, comedian, monologist, Mistress of ceremonies, after dinner speaker, <laughs> saxophonist, star, bit player, or extra. <laughs> All of these things are true. I wonder if it's Lucille Ball's actual resume. I only do speaking after I eat. <laughs> <laughs> I need a meal first. <laughs> Won't do toast. Well, only do. <laughs> what only do ceremonies? Dessert toast. 
has she been she's mistressing? Like, she's like an MC. She's like yeah. a host. Of she's that. like a bar mitzvah. <laughs> she's a hype woman at a bar mitzvah. She would be a great hype woman at a bar mitzvah yeah. or a bot. I've never yeah. been to a bar or bat mitzvah. I have. Famous regrets. <laughs> Was never invited to one. No, it's not a regret if I don't have the opportunity. <laughs> I look forward to going to my friend's children's or maybe my children's. Bar bots. To the bar and bots. Yeah. So I feel like, when did she write that? Because that feels like lying. Yeah. Well, I feel like she probably has an explanation for she each. She has spoken after dinner, I'm sure. <laughs> Which, that, that would have actually been a really fun way to extrapolate on that, is he says one thing and then Ricky and she uh, gives like an explanation or a quick snack, that one time, yeah. you know? Like snack star, I bought one in the sky and named it yeah. after myself. <laughs> exactly. I wanted to see her play saxophone. Kenny yeah. G. She was the original. So she gets asked what her experience is. Where have you performed before? And says that she's just done an engagement at the Ricardos. <laughs> Seems legit. Yeah, I mean, not wrong. She's not For 10 years. Where's the lie? I know, that's quite an awful 11 long years. time. Girl, get out of that contract. Uh, I thought they were going to do a play on engagement and how long they were engaged. Oh, yeah. But no, they've been married for 11 years. Also, they've been married for 11 years the entire series. We yeah. not move forward in time at all. But and then okay. she just appeared in 3D. The first 3D movies came out in the 50s. But also, I like their apartment was 3B and they changed it after this episode. Don't trust uh, the B in apartment. 3D. 3D. <laughs> Ooh, don't trust the B and I Love Lucy crossover. Very yes. convenient to have your apartment be 3D for this particular right. joke. Well, and I just like how he kept saying third dimension, like it was the Twilight Zone. Yeah. <gasps> so by that, you mean the third dimension. Yes. <laughs> what else could it mean? <laughs> so he doesn't even let her move forward because... She's out of the running. Yeah, they want professionals. Which is what Ricky said would happen. But the crazy thing is, I kept waiting for her to be like, yeah, I was in a Vitamita Vegemin commercial. Oh, I forgot about that. She does have valid experience. She's also been in the play for the women's group she's in. Yeah. She's done some other stuff. She could also technically say she's performed at the Tropicana because she's been on stage a handful of times. She's been there. To announce that she was pregnant. Yeah. yeah. She still did. <laughs> no lie. It was a nightclub. Where's club. the lie? A nightclub of note. Yes. Poor gal. But she also said she was going to sing and dance, which I'm like, girl, lead with what you got. We know you're not a singer. Yeah, she won't let that dream die. Give up that dream, please. <laughs> so they move on to Professor Falcone, who only speaks Italian, played by Mario Saletti. And initially they're going to just call the auditions off because no one can understand Italian. And then Lucy says she can speak Italian. That's a lie. That is a lie. That's when she loses the bet. And I don't know why. Do you think she thought, oh, if I speak Italian and do this scene with this person and he gets cast, they'll cast me too? I think so. She's just She's grasping trying, at straws. Just trying to yeah. jump on someone else's straws success. Yeah. Jumping on someone's paper straws. The man's talent is knife throwing. Mm-hmm. Specifically around a woman. Mm. He kept like making the, sh- the, ah, 50- the shape of a woman. The 50s shape of a woman. The hourglass. She, she did do a fun do-si-do with him when she was like, yes, we are dancing now. <laughs> dancing, dancing. She was like, you will be my scene partner. We will make this happen. Yeah, the poor guy was just screaming in Italian and wanted desperately to be understood. It was kind of heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> but he just needed to throw some knives. Which was scary. Yeah, the audience seemed nervous. I was nervous. I was nervous for a while. <laughs> but then I was like, there's got to be a catch. Yes. There so, always is. There was a catch. 
dun, dun, dun. Lucy really freaks out and screams and runs into Ricky's arms. It was actually very yeah. sweet. But my question is, we find out that the gag for these knife throwing things is that it's actually coming from behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I kind of figured, but right. Weird. But did Ricky arrange all this? Did he arrange Professor Falcone's? I think he just knows the act. He's dead in the business. Yeah, I think he knows the secrets. Right. Yeah. So when the guy was like, I'm going to throw knives at your wife, he was like, I'm not worried. <laughs> yeah, because she was like, why did you let this man throw knives <laughs> yeah. at me? Which is my question. <laughs> that would be mine too. So we find out the knives come from the back and break the balloons. Where do the knives go? From his hand. I don't know. I think it's the kind of thing where he can fold them. So when he looks like he's releasing, he just folds it down on his hand. He conceals it. Yeah. Like a magician. He's kind of a magician. Yeah. I don't think it was fully explained. And I didn't enjoy it. (laughs) I was surprised that we saw the magic of the magic. You know, I'm surprised it was explained. Yeah. But I appreciated it. But maybe they just did it because they didn't want people to think they were actually throwing knives at Lucille Paul. Oh my God. There would have been some fan letters. You couldn't put our national treasure at risk. Letters to the editor. It's true. But the episode ends pretty quickly then after that. Yeah, she's just like, and then it's over. So she gave them $100. Apparently, the initial script, the original script, ended with Lucy finding out Ricky had lied on his tax returns and the Ricardos were about to get audited. Is that for the drama version? (laughs) That's really dark. And then Desi scrapped it because he was really proud of his naturalized citizen status and he didn't want his character to lie to the government. That's fair. And they wrote the knife scene instead, so it's an ad lib. Could there not have been a more, like something a little in between, you know? <laughs> They're IRS or not. <laughs> That's because you know that say? is so dark. To end the script, IRS Ricky's in or prison, not. but like permanently. <laughs> when I'm writing anything, the question is always IRS or knives. Like, those are the two. Oh ways my gosh, to go. that's so funny. I mean, we don't see it, but like we know from earlier that she would have had to have given $100 of technically Ricky's money. Which he agrees to pay it anyway, which means. I think he keeps $50 and, and then, then gives, gives 25 to Fred and 25 to Ethel. How many episodes just end with him being like, I'll pay for it, don't worry about it. Literally that's the entire of conceit of the show. Right. Yeah, let's just solve it with money. Right, let's talk about Unlimited money. Let's not talk about how I'm keeping you from what you want and that's why we keep having these hijinks. No, I'll just pay for it. As a fake redhead myself, I really identified with the moment where she ends up being a mousy brown. <laughs> yep. Naturally. How often do you get asked what your natural hair color is? Anytime people find out I'm not a natural redhead. Same for me. They're stunned. Yeah, they're like, it looks so good. And I'm like, let me give you Christopher's info. And they're like, what's your hair color? Because everyone talks like an old Hollywood person. You're in Hollywood. That's how everyone talks. We all talk like this out here. You either make it or you don't, kid. Yeah, then I'm like, it's between blonde and brown. I don't know what it is anymore. Who's to say, really? Two redheads and a brunette make this podcast. It's true. It's true. Should I dye it? No. Be unique. This was a fun episode, though, because it was kind of fun for Lucy to be challenged. Yeah. Yeah. And I liked that she was creative with how she navigated the rules of it. Oh, yeah. And it was nice to see her back in the showbiz game because we've been seeing her in home and mom kind of roles mm-hmm. or side hustles but her whole thing is that she wants to be a show yeah. and we've gotten away from that for a yeah. while. and she didn't really screw up often these episodes start with her making a mistake or causing fred and ethel to fight or spending too much money and then having to cover it and hide it from ricky and this time it was just very simple see if i can't lie and if she can't lie then the consequences aren't really that high yeah 
she doesn't end up in jail, which sometimes I mean, she's been known to happen. <laughs> no one ended up in jail, and that is good. No one had to pay, use the $100 to pay bail. <laughs> that we know of. <laughs> yeah, it was like a fun little light romp. <laughs> tell me lies, tell me we sweet little lies. Here. I'm going to insert that song. At the tell end. me lies, tell me, tell me lies. Sleep with Mac endorses lying. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. This yeah, a, this was a real nice, tight little number, tight yeah. little set. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Thank you so much for joining us for truth telling. We're yeah. here for truth. That's why we're we, here. 2018 is the year of truth. So if you want to find us, you can find us on the Instagrams at We Love Lucy Podcast, at We Love Lucy Pod on Twitter, at We Love Lucy Podcast on Facebook. And if you have any thoughts or feelings or any truths you want to tell us. Can reach out to us at we love Lucy Pod at gmail.com. Bye, Lucy's. It's not a lie. We love you. <laughs>